Okay, so that's Eeyore uh, kind of crossing the boundary line, always having part of itself on either side. So the one that was face down is yeah. Nathas. And Nathas is the rune about the rubbing sticks together uh, to the create friction. fire. Mm-hmm. Friction, lust, um, fire, um, creation, focus. Um, Ooh, I like that with our question. I think it's an interesting place to go with who are they. Um, Explosive, friction. Well, and on a very simplistic level, that's sexuality right there. Right. So they're, they are how we got here sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also like, oh, that's fascinating. We were their goal. Right? Not Do re- they still feel that way? Right. Are they terribly disappointed? Yeah, because, I mean, if you had a farm, you had... And you... Well, most people didn't stop having kids, but they had them. But right. you kind of needed them to help run the farm. Right. So now, which is really interesting, that goes into if you don't have kids and I don't have kids, are we ancestors? So we're starting to play in that, in that right. mess right now. So... Or that beautiful complexity of if their goal was to fuck, to have children, to perpetuate the species, we are now in a space of we, oh, we are their manifesting of their dream. So our ancestors, maybe we should have asked who we are instead of who the ancestors are. So, I think... I well, think, but from what you're saying, we're an extension of them, right? Well, yeah. And so, when I think about, yeah. like, casting spells or casting magic, and what my intention is, the outcome is my progeny. Yeah. In a lot of ways, and, right? Yeah. And it's shaped by what I'm dreaming and what I want. Yep. And I can... I can evaluate it how successful or unsuccessful it was, but yeah. it's still, I can still see the evidence of my dream in mm-hmm. whatever shows up. So they're, they, they, ancestors are our creators, or our manifestors. Yeah. That's an interesting. But also rudder, because there's something about directionality that feels important. Like, what was the intention? What was the directionality? It shifts things to be in a modern age where we don't, where we, uh, not that anybody embraced death as it was like a party, but where we prolong life, there are sometimes lives that we save that should not be. And so now we have this, this strange situation where We don't, we have, we have more, uh, choices in what is actually our manifesting. Like, like you and I don't, we don't have to worry about the population being replenished because there's so many people that that's happening on its own. Right. We have the ability to. 
we can choose not to have children. Yeah. So do... So, wow, that's interesting. So, the concept of having... No, I don't want to go there. Okay, what what are your thoughts? Oh, your card. We haven't even pulled your card yet. No, but uh, did you say enough about your second one? The one that was the undercurrent? For now, yes. Okay. Oh, for goodness sake. So, uh, we got the Queen of Pentacles and... Uh, she's come up a couple of times. Yeah, recently. Recently. Um, and she's the one that I've said that there's a few minor arcana cards that always feel to me like a more intimate, personal, um, not description, but uh, embodiment of a major arcana card. Yep. And she feels very much to me like a more personal version of uh, the lady. Or uh, not the empress, not the high priestess, the lady. Yeah. Um, so this is Mother Nature. It's Gaia, Pachamama. Different cultures call her different things. Um, uh, she does not feel to me to be so connected with queen or leadership in that way energy. Yeah. It's more mother. Okay. Um, so she's very connected with the cycles of nature, with life, death, rebirth, that cycle. Uh, the Uberos actually would be a very good symbol for her. That's the snake eating its yep. tail. Yeah. Um, and, um, it, to me, it, she's always in movement, but she's always embodied. So it's an embodied movement. This isn't about just imagination. This is about the physicality of life, or of life taking physicality. Okay. Yeah. So who are the ancestors? Or that was our question, and I'm getting mother. And the way I'm feeling that is that which nurtures life, but part of nurturing life is also, you know, the sickle, and drawing the sword, and ending life. Yep. It's the harvest. That's yeah. part of it, too. Yep. So maybe instead of seeing particular people as ancestors, uh, there's an ancestral life cycle that these people, you know, there are people who populate different times. Yeah. Um, but the whole unfolding and constant movement is perhaps more important than the individual people. So, pentacles is earth, right? Mm-hmm. The, pen- the suit of pentacles, okay. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely embodied. It's also, of the four elements, it's the slowest moving one. Yeah. And yet it moves. Yep. Um, and it, uh, what did I say? I It has form in all of the other elements as well. Yeah. So, you know, particles of sand are washed upon the shore from the ocean. They've lived in the ocean. Creatures who live in the ocean and die fall apart. Yeah. Um, Air has dust particles. So, yeah, Earth isn't just what we think about as the ground. Earth exists in every... Earth exists as an element in every other state. 
What did I just read? I think it was a, a something uh, in one of the Celtic books about uh, the land, land, sea, sky. Mm-hmm. Land is also uh, connected to the sun and the stars and all that because we're all made of the same. Like that, it's the physical representation. Right. And I thought that was an interesting concept. So... What are her, like, uh, the if the queen is a person, you know how sometimes in tarot... Yes. The, like, the it's not the Jack Queen King, the Knight Queen and yes. King can represent people. What are, what would her characteristics be? Like, her personality traits? Um... Or do you even see... That, that might be a question I, you don't even see. I don't it's. usually read the court cards that way, um, okay. because, um... Uh, to me, I like to read the cards, um, in terms of energy. Mm -hmm. And so someone may show up with this energy. Yeah. Um, and traditionally you'd read like a queen of anything as a woman is coming into your life. If it's the pentacles, she's going to be very sensual and, um, very grounded, uh, she might be a little stubborn. Um, okay. You know, you could read it like that. For yeah. me, I like to read it more like an energy. This is mother nurturing. It is sensual and very embodied, but it's not just stubborn. It can also be very stable and reliable. Yes. Um, it can manifest in lots of different ways, which is why I like to read the energetic, not a human being. Okay. Is because human beings tend to take... Uh, what is possible of this energy and yeah. only manifest parts. Yeah, okay. So she could be stubborn, she could be slow moving, or she could be really reliable and dependable and nurturing as a result of that. Yes. You know, depending on how she shows up and what you need. Yeah. I like to work with the energetic because uh, if an individual is coming into my life, what I can often do is I can connect energetically yeah, and actually call in or welcome or create an easy opening into my life for someone who carries this energy. Yeah. There's bounty with her. Um, I tend to read these cards as having both light and dark aspects. Yes. So, uh, she could also be controlling and manipulative. Yeah. So when we asked, we asked who they were. Who they were. Who are the ancestors? So, um... I'm getting not human, by the way. keep going or can you um well and i don't mean like i know different traditions say you know we come from the stars and all that maybe we do uh i'm willing to uh entertain the notion that there are civilizations much older than ours and that they may have somehow yes um uh planted life here on the planet maybe um, but that's not what I mean. What I mean is is pretty much what I just said about 
the queen card yeah. is that I think that there are energies that are um, hmm how do I say this I don't think they are always physical yeah um, and yet they can take physical form and so to me when I say the ancestors may not be human um, perhaps the ancestors that I'm really looking for are the energies that um, create all of physical the physical universe yes but then that also begs the question beings in other dimensions are they still in a physical universe yeah what is yeah what's the relation to that so hmm Mm -hmm. Well, some people might interpret this as their reptile beings because Eeyore's good. Okay. And I know a few people who would be like, yeah, I told you. I've already told you that they're I, reptiles. Yeah, a few would. Um, I would hear that from them too. I feel like, um, yeah, it feels very much like I'm trying to overcomplicate something that is such a simple answer in that if I'm looking at Eeyore and Nathas it's very much um, it's all about creation so it's 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 the person who created you and I'm an answer ancestor to the person that I created and that doesn't have to be people but I'm an ancestor to what I create. Um, hmm. Or to whom you've had great influence on. Right, right. Who you helped shape. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I drew uh, another one from... Interesting. Uh, I drew another one from another room, but from the Aspen runes. And it's Kenaz, so another rune of fire and a, a rune of inner knowing. So, and a light in the darkness, like something that helps you see. So, and fire is also created from friction. Right. Mm -hmm. I really, I'm feeling, I feel a strong connection to what I said initially about the ancestors are. The us part of us that is on the other in the other world. And I will need to journey and meditate on that, I think, to really kind of keep going there. But it feels very much like like that. Hmm. I just had a thought. What about animals who have been extinct? Like they used to walk on this planet. They definitely have become part of the earth because when their bodies yeah. died and decayed, they fed the plant life. Yep. So they're definitely part of our past. And if our ancestors ate that plant and digested it. Right. Then some of it went into their... Right. Yeah. 
And then, I think we need to think beyond humanity is, is kind of the answer I'm getting. It might be a simple answer, but it's also... For me, it's funny that you're saying, oh, I think it's more simple than I'm making it. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, no, I think it's far more complex than I've ever made it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, on the flip side, mm -hmm. I know some intuitives or psychics who see like, oh, you're, you're going to have three kids. Right. So, and they see them, uh, the one in particular I'm thinking of sees, I believe, sees them right above the person's head. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, there's three that could be coming down to you. So then, where, where are those bitches? Are they on, how does that work? So, cause I do believe it's a cycle. We just, you know, we're in a, in a closed system of physical particles. But, yeah. So, are they? They would be, right? If, we, if we're talking about reincarnation. Yeah. They would be ancestors. Maybe, maybe not. Because they're still being reincarnated. Well, why would they have to be ancestors? Do you think they're new? Oh, you mean, okay, so you just mean older spirits. Yeah, yes. I, you know, I don't have an answer for that. Well, um, uh, Teresa, I needed you to have an answer God for that one. Damn it. God damn it. Um, I don't know, but I will say this. I remember being in, uh, um, what the hell, it was like Psyche and Cosmos. That wasn't the name of the class, though. It was a cosmological class and I can remember the instructor talking about all of the energies and how physical matter came into being the beginning of the universe and uh, at some point he said something about but at the Big Bang we had all there is ever gonna be um, and uh, he was talking about something about uh, being infinite but I remember the way that he was talking about being infinite made me feel like there was a limitation even on that. Yeah. Um, and I think we have this concept of something being infinite. Um, that is a concept that our little human minds can't really grasp. Can't. So, you know, if there's all the physical matter that there is ever going to be in the universe and it came out of the Big Bang then on the one hand you can say then truly nothing new is ever created except a reorganization of that physicality, yeah. right? On the other hand, um, if that's true, then there's, there's no true innovation. There's nothing ever really new that happens except that we also know evolution. Like when the human species started, they didn't look like us. Right, yeah. So novelty is always being, um, novelty is always part of it. So there's the one concept that we are, that I've heard of, that we are the, u mm, I will say the universe, I don't, but I think that's wrong. The one, the powers that be, the power that is, 
it, we are their ability or their extension of experiencing life. So we're recombining all of the we're parts. We're like their fingers. Yeah. We're, and we're recom like, a, you know, like this, you are now a conglomeration of all of these things that have happened and your experiences are different than everybody else's. So it's about, it's about experiencing the human experience for the one which we are all part of. Okay. The truth is, is it's all a big mystery and none of us really know. And we can make up very nice stories about it. Yes, of course. Um, but, but none of us really know. No. Which makes maybe drawing on the ancestors something comforting. And a roll of the dice. And a roll of the dice. Because you don't know. So I was, I was gonna, I was like, gonna, who's gonna show up? Who or what's gonna show right, up? Right. Because, uh, so our, it, let's just, can we use your dad? Sure. If your dad shows up and you're reading and is like, I'm, and I'm giving you a read, I'm like, your dad really says you need to do this. I would do the opposite. See, so, um, he would be trickster to me. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, he says go left, I gotta go right. Go right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we have these, these, uh, this need, um, for connection, mm -hmm. possibly. So, you know, uh, I kind of believe that in some circumstances that the gods were actually human and... I think that about the Irish pantheon. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And I think that they potentially had the abilities and powers that they had and we just don't have access or whatever blah 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 anymore but that they were our literal ancestors so in in the concept of ancestral veneration that that concept uh if i'm putting it into like some of the norse ideas you're keeping that or you're you're protecting your luck or your family luck and your family um, line by doing all the things you're supposed to do, and so you're 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 then giving thanks to those who came before you for doing the same thing, keeping up the line, keeping up the luck, keeping up your there's words for it, uh, and sustaining that. So. In that concept, our ancestors are the ones who have given us our good fortune now. And for us to honor that, we keep up the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's an interesting thing because I, I don't necessarily think, maybe in modern terms, we go, what's my inheritance? And so we kind of think about it as being money or even a family name, like a good name. And, you know, yeah. uh, but it's not necessarily something that we're also, you know, honoring the ancestors for. I think uh, a lot of times now in spiritual or metaphysical circles, we um, ask them to be present 
and ask them to lend their strength and their guidance and um, you know they will show up in readings um, but uh, the relationship is a little different so it so do they are they only that part of us that exists to comfort us so that we're not alone I gotta go no with that I don't I personally I don't believe that yeah but like what because it, it reminds me of the question when someone's like I have a you know I have an attachment I'm like well where are you attached to it so where are you not letting go yeah right mm -hmm. so it's like it's that thing of um they they've held on tightly to the fact that they worked hard and I'm thinking of you know even a hundred years ago worked hard scrimped saved fed the kids maybe didn't eat that day themselves all to have this happen to have the perpetuation of of their family line and you know where are we connected to that uh, where do we value the past where do we value our ancestors and is that is that has that become something that's just um, not a big thing anymore because kids don't necessarily see us as having a lot of um, especially with technology they don't have a lot of use for us because they can go to technology and find it faster and work work it faster yeah but what you can't find from technology is what was the lived, lived experience of a time yes I agree with you completely they can look up a, a rotary telephone but you know we grew up in a time where if you weren't home, the phone could ring for hours. Yeah. Uh, right? If somebody was patient enough and yeah. stayed on the line, right? Yeah. They would yeah. tie up the line. Yeah. We had party line. Or if, uh, or if you're not home, you can't leave a message. You've, you've got to call back. Yeah. Yeah. Getting up to change the channel on the TV. Hell, it wasn't that my my mom grew up uh, part of her childhood without TV. Yeah, yep, my dad did too. That's not that long ago. And there were six of them, six kids mm -hmm. in a little two bedroom house, and most of the time they had my grandmother's brothers too. Mm -hmm. At least one or two of them. Mm -hmm. Eight to ten people in a two bedroom house. Right. It's a different time. Yeah. Yeah. And you also, I mean, the stories we get now are, you know, soap operas and whatever. But right. back then you told stories. You told stories of the ancestors or of, remember that we went on this hunting trip and we were, and you would, you experienced the, the experiences of your ancestors and their wins and losses mm -hmm. based upon that. But um that's an interesting uh you know where does that knowledge go how do we access that once we don't have those stories anymore i remember my mom sitting down and saying we really need to go over and and this is a tape recorder tape grandpa tell, telling these stories because she goes i have it somewhere but we didn't get all the stories so maybe we're not meant to have all the stories yeah Ancestors are, it's a really, that's a whole, I actually didn't, when we thought, let's talk about ancestors, 
this is a series. This is like, well, not that we'll have multiple episodes in a row on ancestors, but I think it's a really interesting topic and one that is as complex as... I've got to say I have less of an answer than I did before we asked the question. Oh, I have no... I have, like, uh, I, uh, like the good news is it actually has broken me out of... Uh, what I thought my answer was because I now yeah. think my answer then was too small. Yes. But it means that I don't have an answer. Yes. I would not have gotten that concept of them being me on the other side in the other world and me. I wouldn't have seen that had we not asked this question. Yeah. And I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have had that route to explore. Yeah. So it'll be interesting now that we've talked about them to see how they start showing up, and because mm-hmm. they do t- that, they do tend to do. Yes. Anytime I've like really thought about them, talked about them, wondered about them, yeah, uh, they do show up in journey or in cards or synchronicities in reflections yeah. in the window. Yes, <laughs> that too. That absolutely too. Yeah. All right, you guys, thank you for joining us on our, uh, the beginning of our very meandering topic of ancestors, which I'm sure will continue uh, way beyond the existence of this podcast. I'm into, sure. Into the next life. Maybe in the next life, we'll be doing a podcast about this life. Maybe in the next life, we'll be throwing our divination tools, wondering what it means to be human. Maybe we'll be the divination tools. <gasps> High five. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good one. I'm Teresa Carmody with Elemental Journeys. And I am Ken Edwards, the Runewalker. Welcome. I will be honest with you, we started over because I fucked it up. You fucked it up, Ken. (laughs) So welcome. Uh, I'm ready for warmth. I'm ready for warmth, too. Yeah, a little warmer would be nice, although it's been a sunny day today, so that... That brings a lot of hope up here in the gloomy Pacific Northwest where it can be weeks since we saw the sun last. Yeah. And speaking of which, the land from which our, well, from which my genetic lineage came and yours Mm -hmm. uh, had similar weather. Pretty gloomy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about that the other day. I grew up in Las Vegas and I was thinking about how uh how much i love the desert uh but how inhospitable it is for someone with my complexion yeah um yeah i yeah. definitely i've i've had some burns that have been second degree burns on more than one occasion oh my god yeah. 
It doesn't take much. That's horrible. I was built for overcast places, yeah. not bright sun. Yeah. Hot. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's. Do you want to talk about the ancestors? Yeah, we've been well. We've been talking about them a little bit from lots of different angles. Yeah. So, uh, I think we're both kind of curious about who or what the ancestors are. What's the best way to uh, connect with them? I think we're both aware that uh, there will come a time when we are an ancestor. And does that even work? Neither one of us have biological children. Does that mean we won't be ancestors? Does that mean we get a vacation after this lifetime? <gasps> what is an ancestor? So if you subscribe to the concept that you've had multiple lives, lives, yeah. lives, lives, then potentially you, you know, lived on, some people believe, a different planet. Yeah. Uh, it, let's just keep it to the earth. Okay. Say it was in, you know, the east, uh, like China or Japan or something. Your genetic lineage would be completely different. So your ancestors from that lifetime would be different. No, they would still be ancestors because you are the same you, just in a different meat suit. Or are you? Well, I don't know. I think when I think about my ancestry now, it has been pretty exclusively British Isles mm -hmm. uh, and France, uh, which would never consider themselves a British Isle. Um, and, however, um, I don't know much about the people who actually lived in those places. Mm -hmm. um, even my one grandmother who did immigrate from Ireland was pretty tight-lipped about what life in Ireland was like. Um, hmm. So, well, it wasn't pleasant. I found out after her death, yeah. um, which is why she was tight-lipped about it. Yeah. But when you go back even further generations, okay, so I have connection with that land. But like you said, if I believe in reincarnation, then I probably have been many different cultures, ethnicities. Colors. Languages. <laughs> yeah. Cultures, traditions. Yeah. yeah. Like it would, we would have been... Yeah, you could be totally different. And even so then, let's go back a little bit to if we don't have children, do we still become ancestors? And do we, the ancestors live through that, through procreation? Let's just say reincarnation doesn't necessarily exist, but we continue that like we transfer knowledge based upon genetics and yeah. genetic storage, then, yeah, that's an interesting thought. Cause like then. Well, I think that is one of many ways. Yeah. We definitely transition or transfer knowledge through DNA. Yeah. Uh, the species evolves that way. All species evolve yes. that way. Yes. Um, I think it's interesting then that if you look at it from that perspective, 
then um, then any human that lived before us is an ancestor. Mm-hmm. So now you're not looking for an ancestral line or a lineage or a culture. Yeah. I think people are getting... Well, dare I say Ancestry DNA has prompted, spurred, encouraged uh, the reemergence of nationalism. You think that's from Ancestry.com? I don't know. Okay. I I don't know. It's a question to explore Um, because many people, you know, all their commercials, we... um, we always taught we were German, so we wore lederhosen. But right. I traded my lederhosen in for a kilt when I found out I was Scottish. So it's about, you know, like, I, I think for, for me, uh, identifying and finding out who I am based upon who they were, my ancestors, uh, genetically, uh, where my peeps came from. And, uh, but it's, it's, is it now, and maybe this depends upon your demographic, your age, your whatever, social and economic status, what does that mean for you? So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that some people who, it's not a very big limb, uh, it's not a risk at all, saying that some people who connect themselves back to Northern Europe and they have blue eyes and blonde hair are very proud of that and that shows up in some of our neo-Nazi folks today. So it's encouraging that type of <coughs> uh, connection to the ancestors. Mm-hmm. And and uh, maybe not all just connection, but entitled, uh, title, maybe? Entitled... Well, it's more than connection. It's about saying that my ancestry is better than yours, which right. makes me a better person than you, which is why... Uh, why... Um, why I think it's important for us to talk about ancestry. Where is the point where you can say, this is where I come from, or this is what I've inherited and I'm proud of it, and without it being something that, um, because I'm proud of my heritage, mine must be better than yours. Yeah, yep. But I also think that, to me, that's part of what the whole reincarnation thing does to me is, just in this life, um, I have been to Ireland, but I have never lived in Ireland. I've been to England and I've been to France, never lived in any of those places. Yeah. Though That's where my lineage comes from. Yep. Uh, but where I live the most is in the Southwest. And the environment there absolutely had an impact on who I became. Uh, I can remember things like, uh, you know, in the summertime, I would sleep during the hottest part of the day and go out at night. I would go saddle up my horse for a ride at sundown in summer. Everything is really, really different. Now, part of that is because of this very light skin that I inherited from my ancestors. Um, But there is no doubt in my mind that that land also shaped who I am. Yes. And that that's, that comes from, well, I was going to say it comes from a different tradition, but does it really? The land exists whether humans live on it or not. It's true. And I was just thinking when you said that, the land 
in Northern Europe shaped though our ancestors like your ancestors like this land has shaped some of you right um, and you know I think nowadays it's really interesting because we don't maybe see I think we'll start to see less um, an impact in our well maybe not in a, um, let me finish my sentence it, <laughs> an impact in genetics based upon um, where we live because we travel more. We're not, like, you're not gonna, it, it'll be less likely to see three or four or five generations of people who lived in one area and never left. So they will be more, they, I know it takes longer than that, but they, that will start to shape even more how they look or are uh, but now we have such this this vast network of being able to travel and live here or live in Vegas or half the time in Vegas, half the time here. That or in Europe. Yeah, yeah, wherever. Like or in Russia, might yeah. be a little harder there given the political state of things. But yes, yeah. or, or or the Middle East or Africa. Right. I mean, we're we're pretty pretty safe here compared to a lot of other places, but. You know, I wonder. So will will that start to shift it? In fact, so this is interesting. I remember what uh, picking up National Geographic, and they said by like twenty fifty, they had a they had like several pictures of what the the youth will look like, and there are they're um, like more tan, uh, their hair is lighter, is like a browns light browns. Uh, more wavy and eyes will be uh, more light hazel green side. So, like, so you mean even the genetic differences will start to um, be filtered out mm -hmm. as uh, there is more and more. That's in. Uh, hmm. I don't know. I had never thought of it that way. So we talk about it right now as I mean I'm sorry we don't. There are certain people who say if you are not genetically connected to the Norse, you shouldn't be walking this path. Well, that's per somewhat easy to tell now because there are a lot of white people with blue eyes. Or you can't grasp onto and follow a path that maybe comes from Africa because you don't have dark skin and, and dark eyes. But soon everyone will look more similar. I think I think they were basing it on the US too. So everyone if everyone starts to look similar, how it's not really going or will it matter? Yeah, but don't you think that's still going to be uh, mostly geographically determined like how do we get races to begin with? Yeah. It seems to me like uh, if the human species uh, started moving around the globe that uh, that there would be anomalies that become more adaptive to the terrain that you live in. Yeah. And that may be the origin of race differences. Yeah. Do you I mean, think... I don't know. I've never... I. It's curious that I'm just realizing I don't think I've ever even asked the question where do the differences in race come from? I've always just... Well, yeah. these people are from here and those people are from there. Well, I always joke with Tate because he has blue eyes that um, 
because he's the one who told me this. He read something about it was a genetic mutation that actually created blue eyes. Yes. So I'm like, you're a mutant. So and white skin. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've heard that before, and definitely red hair. Right. So I'm I'm a freak. Right. You yeah. yes yes, but a good one. Yeah. 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 Um. So. What about in the future technology? Right. Because now we start to see people who have a bent neck and bent shoulders over because right. they're bent over. Right. So will that now start to become a genetic modification, but it's based on technology. So really what people are going to want to know is if you're an Apple or, or, or a PC or a PC. Yeah. That'll be your, that'll be your lineage from now on. It'll be like, Oh, I can tell by the way you have your neck and your thumbs that you're actually an Apple user. That's interesting. We did not smoke anything before we started this. No, but maybe we should. We have. should have, yeah. <laughs> so, what what uh, what question should we throw out there to our divination tools? What uh, do you want to well, know? Well, I think that you know, um, to me, I guess I still am kind of left with who or what are the ancestors. Um, what does it mean to call upon them? What does it mean to, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, I think of them as I'll call upon them to honor them, uh, but I'll also call on them when I'm asking for help. Yes. And um, if we start going beyond just the this current lifetime in my lineage in this current lifetime, uh, the truth is, is I think if we go back far enough, there probably isn't the race difference. Mm-mm. So who or what are the ancestors? What value do they have? Mm-hmm. Why and are they important to a magical practice, maybe? Why are the ancestors? Yeah. Because that seems to be true uh, across traditions, that honoring the ancestors seems to be something that... Um, is prominent in lots of traditions from lots of different places. So our conversation with our divination tools today will be uh, discussing maybe the the benefits, but maybe the benefits that we don't necessarily comprehend or even see as benefits of having a relationship with the ancestors. Yeah. Was that clear? I think so. What are the benefits of having a relationship with the ancestors? Yeah, even if they're not your genetic ancestor, like just the ancestors in general, like the ancestors. I think I want to know who the ancestors are. Let's ask, let's do that. Who are that? Well, that's it. We might have to be, you and I might have to drop into channel, more channel, more channel for that. Yeah, I'm not sure my cards can answer that. I know. None of themselves. But maybe I just need to have... So I will, I can bring this up. Um, I had a little bit of a connection or a reading with someone the other day and the image that was shown to me was Obi-Wan Kenobi. So not necessarily an ancestor, but the, the, that, the ancestor, once I worked through it uh, and got more information from him was, that's what it was. So it's like, he, yes, was white and yes, had white hair. And so it was like the little cues that gave the information to me. 
Now, I have had in the past where ancestors or guides present themselves differently and specifically with name. Yeah. I've had, it took me four times before I got the message. So in four different readings, I would ask, okay, what's your, you know, who am I speaking to? What's your name? And Claire. And that came up several times. And actually it took to the fourth time when I'm like, what's your name? Claire. Now these are different readings, months apart. Right. When I realized that meant it doesn't fucking matter and it had to do with the clairvoyant. Right. Yeah. It took me a while to get that. Clarity. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it doesn't even really matter what my name is. Why are you asking that stupid question? So it, it, they interact in such different ways and in such different aspects and with different things that um pretty sure I lost my train of thought. But we should just you draw our divination tools. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm now lost. Well, I think that's what, that's my point is that that's what happens for me when I think about the ancestors. Yeah. Um, Because I definitely have had in my journey experiences, um, in my last night tear, the Baba Yaga featured prominently. Yep. Um, And that is not of my lineage in this lifetime. And yet to deny that she was part of that dream and part of the profound impact that those dreams had on my life would be so dishonoring. Yeah. Um, and there are other beings who, uh, I don't think they're human at all. In fact, I'm not sure they even come from Earth um, that I've encountered. Uh, and they seem very diligently present and are, yeah. you know, sometimes they protect me, sometimes... Um, you know, they'll give me a new thought. They cl- uh, To me, they feel a lot older than I am. Yeah. yeah. And so, is that an ancestor too? Let's ask. Let's ask. Who are the ancestors? Who or what? Who or what? Are the ancestors? I always like to remind people too, like, just because they're on the other side does not mean they know everything or they don't know what's like the best decision for you. You still got to make your decision. Yeah. They can give you insight, but it doesn't always like, you have to be careful who you listen to. I think it's like being a human. You still have to be careful what advice you take. Well, to me, uh, I like to, uh, whatever I hear, I like to consider and see how it feels inside my body. Yeah. I definitely have some ancestors who have guided me uh, in the way that was best for them, but it was, man, the wrong way for me. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, I only pulled one card. I was pulling from my Aspen runes, and then I switched to the U rune. Oh, U feels better for ancestors, yeah. Yeah. I have two. So, I'll go first. Okay. Um, oh, interesting. So, uh, I pulled two, and when I dropped them, uh, one face down, one face up, Eeyore 
uh, is the one that is face up. So, um, that would be fascinating. What if we can, what if what we consider the ancestors is just us on the other side? Like we're like, so, uh, with, so let, let me explain that with Eeyore, Eeyore talks about it's serpent energy. It's Jormungand, the world serpent holds mm -hmm. the o oceans around the, the thing. But, um, with Eeyore, there's something about, um, being both and neither, um, uh, a, you know, a serpent can't go in a straight line. It moves in an S shape. So if you want it to go across a straight line, there's parts of it that are always on the other side and parts of it that are on, always on both sides. It's a good rune uh, if you need to kind of encompass the entirety of a situation instead of just one side or the other. Mm -hmm. So we have this and uh, that's talking about Eeyore a little bit. But what my thought was initially was... Um, I some I see Eeyore as a reminder that there are parts of me that are I don't have to go anywhere. There are parts of me that are already on the other side and parts of me that are on this side. So it's finding at that moment of movement uh, and moving which parts are in the in the other world. We'll lump all of those together. The other world and accessing the information that I'm gathering from being in the other world and me being in the physical world. So what if the ancestors are just the parts of us that are in the other world that are part of our whole and yeah. So what I'm feeling is that we really need to expand our idea of what our ancestors are. Uh, where that takes me is the fact that we still see ourselves as separate from everything. Right. So we, we if we well, separate ourselves... Well, but I think that there is a balance because I do think that, that uh, people's uh, cultural traditions are really important. I think to yes. value them and respect them is really important. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I don't... And so what I'm about to say is that I think that can still be honored while we also see that there is a collective story. To me, what I see happening with the collective story is the dominant voices are starting to have their descent. Mm -hmm. And so uh, other voices who have lived through those times are starting to have more voice. I'm actually really excited about that. I'm really excited about how story and narrative has different forms based on different experiences that I haven't been exposed to. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I also think it's very interesting uh, what the potential for uh, political power and uh, what the potential is for warfare is because we have often said that history is the story of the conqueror. Yes. And so if we consciously now choose to start listening to multiple voices from multiple perspectives and not what has been the dominant culture, mm -hmm. 
can we start to create a narrative that is both more inclusive and more peaceful because it's not about one conquering the other and that's the story that's told. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then ancestry really broadens. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I just kind of feel like even in modern topics of gender and sexuality, why, why, it, your choice is your choice in how you feel you are. Um, why do we have to have such a problem with the way other people are? Like, what? We're all human. Well, that I actually think does have a lot to do with culture. Yeah. <clears throat> because we have within our culture right now certain traditions that say that any other way of being is wrong and damn damn damnable. Damn. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Um, I I think that's a problem. Yeah, it is. It's a huge problem, and it's a conversation we had. Uh, recently uh, about trying to create community and having um, such uh, strict dogmatic type um, frames of reference that other things outside of that don't work right that's not you can't have that you can't do that right but really is that just us trying to control or put a set of, or a little bit of control around us feeling out of control. Do we have a visitor? I, it was a cat. Oh. I was like, do we have a visitor behind me? We did have a visitor behind you. It is always weird, people. It's a little kitty. When you're sitting there, and you're sitting with friends who are intuitive, <laughs> and they look around you, <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, what just showed up behind me? But it was, in I, in this case, it was it was a cat physical life. Yeah, yeah, cat. Yeah. yeah. So nothing to be concerned about. No.